And now, two old school guys talking about music and stories about their radio days. It's T-Man and John, the music freaks. And in the end, this is the end. Boom, 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 boom. My only friend, the end. We're going to the end of the line. No. no. <laughs> but we're coming to the end of 2023. Jeez. Year two of the can music you, freaks. Can you believe that? Episode 51. Is can you one. believe that? Starting on the second half of the half century. Jeez. I don't know. Man, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But then again, when you're having fun. For 150th of a century. Time flies. We have been bringing you. <laughs> 150th of a century. John Scott, music historian. Thank you for that. I'm here for you, man. Nice little time frame there. Nice time frame. Wow. For a 50th of a century. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you. Same to you. And uh, it's hard to believe that, um, well, you know, I don't think it really is hard to believe because you and I have been around so long and we've known each other for 40 years and Mm -hmm. we've never done this actual thing together until the podcast. I'm so glad you decided to do this with me because this this would have been so dull with me just (laughs) sitting here. Doing it myself. Yeah, I, I I had had an idea for doing this too. So when you brought it up, I was like, man, I've been wanting to do one. Yeah. I, I'll, I first formatted one to have a daily one I would do right after I get off the air. Yeah. And I'd do a daily one of this day in history and this, that, maybe get an interview here and there. Right. Maybe talk to somebody who's, uh, you know, who's part of a historic on this day stuff. And then uh, and then just after a few lunches, we thought, well, this, this would be pretty good. Yeah. I mean. Just, just what this crap we're talking about now without any prep. Let's just set up at a barbecue joint and gab, and and it turned into the podcast. (laughs) Which is a lot less heavy lifting. It is. so I'm very happy, and it's great. Yeah. Uh, It comes at the end of my day, but I'm always looking forward to this. Me too. Me too. So that is definitely one of the things I am thankful for this year and the last year and years to come. Indeed. You know, hopefully we'll keep on doing this, come up with ideas, and uh, of course, the folks that write to us, T-Man and John at gmail.com, we thank them ever so much. We thank everybody for downloading our podcast. Yeah, thank you. Which is available all over the web. And, uh, you know, I mean, the downloads are great. The enthusiasm, the uh, nice emails. Everything's everything's been really, really great throughout this whole run. And all over the world. Or, yeah. or as Frosty, all over the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this year we didn't want to really do, we did a Christmas episode last year. We got out all the bad Christmas songs, the good Christmas songs. And uh, this year we're doing a little bit something, a little little bit different. What are you thankful for? Uh, the moments that really stood out to you or the moment that really stood out to you do this year? Do you remember that's the right. times of your life? Thank you. Thank I you. think that's the one Paul Anka song I actually like. The one? That's one more than me, I think. Yeah, I like that song. It's okay. It has, some, has a beautiful melody. It change. does. Yeah. It does. Uh, he just shot himself in the foot with having my baby, and then after that, I couldn't look at him. I no. couldn't look at him. No, and, you know, and I think we've we brought this up when we talk about this song more than we ever should. I know, but <laughs> we're doing it again. We do it again because he had Odia Coates yeah. like sitting like in the third row instead yeah. of being on stage with him. Yeah, there was this one thing like it wasn't Midnight Special, but it was very Midnight Special esque. Yeah, like on Flip Wilson or something. Yeah. And he's standing there singing, having my baby. And she's not even on the stage with I him. Know he couldn't even let her get on stage and sing. Uh, and she's kind of like at gunpoint going, I'm a woman in love and I love with 
go yeah. Well, the the stage wasn't big enough for his ego. <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't. It's like Pete Cetera. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Why do you, do you get the why did these guys get that? I don't way? know. If you ever see a picture of Peter Cetera uh, in concert, there's a picture of him playing somewhere. It looks very Vegasy, so maybe it was Vegas. And there's a big thing, and it's got Pete Cetera's name really huge on the stage. And then Pete <laughs> was Cetera- this with Chicago or by himself? No, it's by himself. Okay, Pete Cetera, and he's up front uh, doing the band, uh, you know, with his band. But it's him up front, and I don't think there's a band member within a hundred feet of him. Jeez, I thought, oh my gosh, is this what is this what it came to? Wow, the glory of love. Yeah, glory. It's the glory of love. Well, then he did the next time I fall, and I'm like, please fall. And don't Please, get up. Don't get up. Yeah, man. Anyway. That was with uh, Amy Grant. Right? Amy Grant. Yeah. Number one song. Um, 1986. That was late 80s. Uh, well, now you're going to make the me The next look. time I fall. It, was it right after Glory of Love? Because if it was, it was 87. In love. I was suffering through Glory of it Love in Daytona, playing it every 15 you, minutes. Yeah, man. I, that's when I bailed on you. I know you did. <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. I'm gone. I can't play this again. No. Even the carts were Q-burned at that point, I think. <laughs> or the CDs, whatever we were playing. I think we were, I was in Cartland, 86. That was Cartland. Yeah. Uh, Satara. Next time I fought was 86. It was the follow-up. Oh, it was the follow-up. It was the freaking follow-up. The glory of love. Yeah. And then after that, he fell like a brick until One Good Woman. That was top 10. What was that? I don't remember that. One Good Woman. It was a mid-tempo. It was all right. It went okay. to four. Yeah. Um, I, had, I had really, I mean, he had jumped that proverbial shark for me. Well, then he gets together with Cher. Oh, my. Oh, man, I'm so glad I missed a lot of the night. You missed that song After All in 1989 and went to six. Everybody was yeah, playing it. had a newborn. Yeah. Had a newborn. Good for you. Life changes. Good for you. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Life changes. And now i got a grandson, a newborn grandson, and life changes again. You I know. know. But it's really cool because then you can go, hey, here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting really tired. Here. Hey, here. <laughs> <laughs> Two words you couldn't say when you're just a parent. Exactly. You couldn't say hey. Here. Or I'm driving home. <laughs> right. Right. I'm done. Good night. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are you thankful for besides the baby over the last year? And that's really just is, every is that day. It? Every day. Yeah. And I know it sounds real trite, but every day I get to come in and play radio. Yeah. And then every day I get to come in. Every other week I get to come in here and do a thing with you. Yep. It's great stuff. Yep. My, my wife is amazing. Yep. And um, and my my kids are great. Yep. And they're healthy, and the grandchildren are healthy. Yeah. And uh, family is so important. I'm, thankful, I'm just thankful. Yeah. I'm thankful for everything, but, uh, you know, the, the new addition to the family. Of course. Huge. Of course. Yeah. How about you? Well, um, I'm still thankful to be doing the radio thing in Palm Coast. I'm mm-hmm. thankful to be doing this with you every other week. I'm thankful to be doing stuff at my home. Um, I, cause that's where I work from now predominantly. Yeah. And, uh, it's different. The whole dynamic is different, but, but coming still, in here, you're still communicating. I'm still communicating. One-on-one. Yep. With, with, uh, with a bunch of people. Yeah. Now all over the web. Yeah. It's and, a beautiful thing. Exactly. All over the web. All with over my, the wild. I know the podcast, uh, cool 100.9 Palm coast and Tony man radio. That's just a labor of love out of my house. Right. That runs all the time. Um, I'm very thankful for family, as you are, and I'm very thankful that uh, the wife and I and uh, Jen, uh, Kim's daughter, we actually made it up to Michigan, finally. Right. Um, That's Kim, right. Y'all got to do, y'all did that for a while, The big you? family thing. We've, it's the first time, my stepson Chaz lives up there. He's right. been up there 20 years, I think. Wow. Or damn near it. 
And uh, we always said we were going to go visit him in Michigan. He got married six, seven years ago to a wonderful girl, Melanie. And uh, we never got up there until this past summer. Oh, it's Michigan Mel? Michigan Mel. Okay. And she's on the show today with one of her emails. She is. And, um, I feel like I know these people. Yeah. I mean, we get to know a lot of these people that write into us. It's a great thing. It we, is fun. We just love that. But yeah, we had a wonderful trip up there. Then we made it down to Cincinnati to see my pain in the ass brother, but it was a you know great time. He's um, been your pain in the ass brother since I've known you. So uh, well, well, yeah. Well, it, didn't yeah. Like it, it didn't like it on a curve, and now no! he is one. Always has been. It might just be enhanced now. <laughs> Um, in his older age, boy, stubborn man. Ah! What a stubborn man. Ah, uh, a stubborn Italian. Why? It, uh, don't get me started. Uh, but no, it was, it was, that was a wonderful trip. We had been planning for so long, did it in July. And, uh, my highlight for, and I want to ask you this too, because you go to a lot of concerts. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick one this year that you were thankful to go to. Man, I got- it's such a stinking blur. I don't know yeah. if it's this year or last year when I went to one. Okay, well, nail it anyway. I don't remember. You don't? No. My favorite this Go year was it. because no, it was on my short list. Not that I am short, but it was on my short list. It happened to be. Kind of a bucket list thing. I had yeah. never seen Pat Benatar live. Okay. Finally got to see her at the end of April. Mm-hmm. What a show. Cool. What a show. But then again, the year before last year, I had never seen Men at Work live. Right. Got to see them. That was very cool, even though it wasn't the original. The lead singer, Colin Hay, was, but the rest of the band was not. You know, little things like that that just stand out. It's like, I'm so glad I did Mm da-da-da, you know? I know, and I'm trying to think of, here's the deal, when my, because uh, my hip, I have, I have arthritis in my hip, yep. and I've been waiting to get the insurance, la, 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 maybe it was right. my screw up on the insurance, I'm waiting for next year right. so I can get it uh, fixed, Good. and so I went a year, it's kind of like my year on the disabled list, right. is that if I had to walk any distance to something, I was pretty much not going, Right. and so that was probably why I didn't go to many shows this year. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, that's that's my aim, is to is to get that happening, so that'll be the best thing that happened in 24 there you go (laughs) hey i bet looking forward buddy nothing wrong with that ain't that the truth nothing wrong with that tman and john at gmail.com we got some emails we're going to hit the freak mails momentarily but we also have the list of songs or i I know we asked folks for their favorite song with end in the title yep um i actually put together my top five did you put together a top five i do have a top five very good i do have a top five let's start with yours you sure i've already queued up your number five did I surprise well, you with number five? It was it, it surprised me. Yeah, it was so cool when I read because I did. I always try to do my list before I see anybody else's. Right, and then I did my list, and then a few people sent stuff in. I went, "Oh yeah, <laughs> dang it! I, I'm not going to change my list, but yeah. I, if, if if I were swayed, I yep. would have put that on there. Yeah, and I, I it was so fun to hear that song again, and I had not heard it probably since it was a hit. Well, it was a bigger AC hit than it was a top forty mm-hmm. hit, but still. How can you deny this man from being on a chart? In the, this he was, was always on one. He was always on one, and this was like early 90s, I do believe. What was the run that he had? I know from 1970. Okay. Uh, he, he was on a chart every year for how long? He was on a, and maybe a top 40 chart. He might have been in a top 40 chart each year from 70 till... I, that's the question. I don't know how far it ends up going. Well, nineteen seventy, yeah. yeah, nineteen seventy was the beginning of the run, right? And that was incredibly. So seventy six, he had the Blue Moves album. Seventy seven, yep. Was it seventy seven? Something didn't hit the top forty, or it might have been from the end of seventy six into the early seventy seven, because Ego came out at that time. It did seventy eight. Seventy eight. Yep. 
And then we're talking about Elton John, of course. Yes. And, uh, that's when I don't know. I remember uh, wanting to look that up one time. So ego, ego, uh, ego was seventy eight. Yeah. What? How long did he have a song in the top forty? How many consecutive years did he have a, a top forty hit? Well, let's see. Not all, top, not top ten, top forty. All the yeah, all the way through the seventies. Okay, so he hit every one in the seventies. Every one of the years in the seventies. And then eighties, you had eighty, you had little genie. He hit he hit the eighties every single year on the top forty pop uh, Billboard chart. So uh, we're already through that. That's twenty solid. There's years. twenty years, and now this song that we're about to hit on right. uh, my top five uh, peaked in uh, nineteen ninety. Okay, so there's that uh, one. It peaked at 28 on the pop chart. Okay. It was higher on the AC chart. Um, I believe it was top four or top five on the AC chart. Uh, then every year in the 90s, he had Holy something God. out. Uh, yeah, through the whole 90s. That's insane. Uh, through, through the 90s. Um, now, granted, some of them didn't make the top 40, but they were damn close. They were on the Hot 100. Yeah, um, that's amazing. And then in 2000... Uh, and 2001, he had a song in each year, and then 2010. So he had the gap after 2001. Wow, that's amazing. So 31 years on the chart, Making every chart. stinking year for Elton John. That's incredible. And then recently, he was on uh, with uh, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Yeah. Yeah. Taking an old one, though. Cold one? Heart. Yeah, cool, cold heart. Cold Heart. Yeah. And uh, taking the line from Rocket Man, throwing that in there oh, in the right. chorus. Uh, so anyway, but this is my number five oh, yeah, on I the end song. Here we go, go ahead. <laughs> what a setup, huh? That's a setup. Good lord, that was a paragraph. Then song, song better be yeah. better. That was a great lead. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There we go. Elton John, 1990, the club at the, at the end of the, the street. street. The club hmm? at the end of the street. In the club. Yeah. In the club. Vic no. Supper Club in Palette. <laughs> oh my if lord! If you haven't heard, you weren't, you weren't supposed, supposed to know. know. Now that was another club. That was Jazz Club. That was Jazz Club. All eighties R and B clubs. Eighties R and B clubs. Yeah. Uh, number four was not being played in an R and B club. No. But what a collaboration! Oh, you get some of the biggest stars. Some of the biggest stars in rock history, and I think only two of them are still alive. Oh damn! Only two. Jeff Lynn and Bob Dylan. Jeff and Bob. That's and, it. Who would have looked at that in 1988 and said, okay, which you know, which ones make it? You're like, okay, well, Dylan's got to be out, right? Yeah. And here, There he is, still kicking it, He's man. He's still kicking, so is Jeff Lynn. Yeah. And here they are, the Traveling Wilburys. Well, it's all right. Little Roy singing the lead. Yep. Even the push comes to show, well, it's all right. That's the one with the video. He had already passed Even away. Yeah. And they had that, his guitar in a rocking chair. That you know that that just the beat of that song is a typical George Harrison Tom Petty sound. Just mm -hmm. tip, I mean, just the solos. And that's why he. I mean, that's why Jeff Lynn got along with. He, he was the bridge between Tom Petty and George Harrison. Yep, he was. Because I think Jeff Lynn actually might, might have come up with that. And they're like, hey, that sounds like me. Yeah. And George goes, oh, that sounds oh, like sounds like me too. Yeah, <laughs> it then, totally does. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And bam, there you go. So he worked out great. Yep. Because Tom Petty, didn't he run into Jeff Lynn somewhere? Yeah. Like they were driving in Los Angeles yep. and he looks and goes, hey, that's Jeff that's Lynn. Jeff he, Lynn. Worked, he worked on uh, George Harrison's album, yep. Yep. the big comeback. And they, you know, it's like, hey, pull over. I want to talk to you. You know, Jeff Lynn, 
you can't say enough about the guy just outside of yellow even because such a producer and a writer and a coordinator and a, he just he was so i don't know yellow to me there were some bands in the 70s it was like well damn they're good but they are so ahead of their time mm-hmm. and to me the whole idea of electric light orchestra is like, who else could come up with something like this besides Jeff right. Lynne? It's like, I, mean, I got a fiddle player. Uh, what else can we do? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I play cello. Okay. Well, you, yeah. you come too. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll do Roll Over Beethoven. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and that was their weakest song. Yeah. They After were that, they were huge. Yeah, they went more mainstream. They sure did. Added on to the synthesizers, of course, with yeah. Richard Tandy. And they... They had a, just a, a great run. I think they were up of time. I think at first, because, you know, he was in uh, The Move. Jeff Lynn and Roy Wood were in The Move. Okay. All and right. that was the late 60s, and they were very almost considered to be Beatlesque, Beatle ripoff y kind of guys. Yeah. So when Jeff Lynn moved on and started doing his own thing, they're like, well, you're just you're really just trying to be the Beatles. Right. And then he morphed into his own voice. And then ELO became ELO, which was perfect for the mid seventies. They were in; they were on the charts every single year from seventy three to eighty three. Wow! Every year, they had a song. Rock and roll is king. Is that the last one? Uh, no, actually, no. the last one was eighty three. Stranger. I don't remember that one. Yeah, it was a stiff. Okay. Um. Well, last really, top forty. What was the last top? 40? Uh, the last top forty was uh, Rock and Roll is King. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I went to 19 in 83. Yeah, they rocked. I was a big ELO fan. I mean, I, I was would, too. I would tape, yeah. tape the album. They had feature albums come on. I would. I was rolling with tape recorder get, of get, course. to get every cut. Of course. Yeah. Double Why up. wouldn't you? Out of the Blue is a great one. Out of the Blue. Good album. Yeah, very good. Strong. It has. Big it, time. it had. What's the one that uh, Huey Lewis ripped off? Um, um, oh, um, I was walking down a one way street. Yeah. I was hoping for mm-hmm. a chance to mm-hmm. meet. Yeah, yeah, the sweet talking woman. Sweet talking woman. So yeah. I remember, do you believe in love? Came yeah, out. I'm like, it's the exact first two lines, and it, the melody's pretty dang close too. Yeah, but it's Huey. It's Jeff Lynn on the horn. It's going, Huey. Hi, mate. Leave him alone. Hi, mate. It's Huey. Listen, mate. Leave him alone. I know you're friends with Elvis, but then, come on, mate. Then Huey got in trouble, or Ray Parker Jr. got in right. trouble with they Huey. They just pass it on. They just, they just yeah. pass on the libel. It's always something. <laughs> or the. Uh, <laughs> somebody lawyers up on somebody yeah, else. Okay. Yeah. Let's make a call. Is a lawyer on the phone? Somebody yeah. had asked Alan Parsons. Which, uh, by the way, is his birthday today. Well, happy birthday, Alan 75. Parsons. 75. Yeah, man, I haven't seen him. Well, I've never seen um, <laughs> He hadn't seen you either. I, I guess. know. There you go. And uh, somebody asked Alan Parsons about Need You Now yeah. when that came out by right. Lady A. Right. And uh, I did a mix of it when the song first came oh, out because I was you? like, "Holy cow! This they just ripped off uh, Alan Parsons' Eye in the Sky," and uh, I, I made a little mix. And I think I played it on the radio. Yeah, mainly played it for you know people at work, and they uh, they were like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." It is. So somebody asked him about that, and he was like, uh, "So did you have, did you hear that? Did you hear Lady Annabellum did uh, a song now, sounds yeah. a lot like uh, Eye in the Sky?" Yeah, and he goes. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> that was as if, and that was the answer. Don't worry, we took care of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, handled. Yeah, handled. Handled. All right, these are these are long explanations for your favorite songs. They are, but that's okay. Hey, what the hell? You know, it's our last show of the year. That's right. So we, there you go. We got now till January first. Just blame it on that. Okay. Number three, an anthem of sorts. Yes, it is. Truly an anthem. Didn't do squat on top forty, but then again, who cares? It's it was number too weird. three on my chart. <laughs> Pretty sight. It's the end of the world as we 
I mean, if, even if you're not a fan of REM, you know that song. And yes. a lot of folks remember, too, because of good old Tommy Boy, the movie with... Uh, really? Chris Farley? With Chris Farley I and never, David Spade. Never saw that. They were in the car singing it. Oh, okay. It was a very memorable ride right. in the car. I imagine. That car that was beat to hell in that movie. What a shame it was that they tore the shit out of that car. What but, was it? Uh, it was a convertible... Um, Oh doggone! Was it a? Was it a? What was the car? I can see it, but I can't think. It must. I think it was a Chrysler of some sort. Okay. But yeah, that that the, <laughs> there was a scene with a deer in the car. He just ripped the hell out of the convertible. It was a. It, it, it's a funny movie. Sixty-seven Plymouth Satellite. Yeah, there you go. I see. Well, I see Chrysler. It. I was close. I right. Chrysler yeah, Plymouth. It is. Yeah. A 67 Plymouth satellite and convertible. And they beat the hell out of that car. Okay. I, oh, I they saw did. The, I see the uh, the original picture, and then I see at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's very funny. And that's, uh, they destroyed it. But yeah. I imagine. R.E.M., the song that only went on the pop chart to, any idea? Ooh, no idea. Guess it. 68. Damn, John, are you serious? It's 69. What? That's hilarious. Wow, 68, he says. I played that as a, uh, it was a uh, a Navy a Navy troop, or not a troop, a Navy group, a, a fleet had come in. Did they headbang and slam and all that? Because the guy walked up to me, and I'm playing Whitney Houston. This is 19, you know, about the yeah. time that that song came out. And uh, I'm <laughs> Whitney, playing. Whitney to R.E.M. I'm playing Whitney. Culture and, shock. And the, guy, <laughs> and the guy comes up and goes, hey, man, you got into the world as we know. I said, yeah, actually, course, I did. Yeah. And he said, um, all right, I play it, man. You got to play it. Trust you know. Trust me. This is yeah. Everybody's going to go crazy when you play it, and they did. And so I was like, ah, okay, you know, you get those guys. Hey, man, listen here. Oh, you play, I know. Play that Raspberry Berger. Everybody yeah. dances. and nobody dances. Nobody dances. Yeah. And then so I thought, well, <laughs> he really had. He didn't seem too drunk, and he said, no, man, this is that's our theme song. And I was like. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So I had the big welcome and did the welcome and had the admiral, whoever was there, sure. singing howdy. And then I was like, okay, and just went right to it. Yeah. And, and it did. It yeah. was perfect. And they R- were slamming each other. Ripped the roof off of the it joint. Did. Tore the roof off the sucker. So yeah. I'll always think fondly. Songs that worked when you were a DJ. About, oh, you I think know. more fondly of them, don't you? Dude. Abso-freaking-lutely. <laughs> always. Yes. Always. Always. I, I could never hear the butt. By EU, yeah. like on a radio, but I could all if I hear it in a club somewhere. Oh yeah, at a party, I, I'm sure. smiling of because course. I'm thinking that that song saved my butt many times yeah. when uh, nobody was nothing was working on the dance right. floor, right. and then you pop out that song and or push it. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, salt and pepper. Oh my god, yeah. and uh, you just go well. That's automatic dance floor stuff. I would mix push it. Now here, all the all the all the uh, mobile DJs now. If they if they don't know this mix, you're you you don't you haven't done right. parties. Push it's like at 128. If you don't know this mix, you haven't done parties. If you've never mixed Push It with Wild Thing by Tone Loke, oh my lord, oh my lord, forget it, just forget it. Yeah, I get you know, it's cool. And then at, at at those wedding receptions where everybody was too stiff, they weren't drunk enough yet, <laughs> right. or somebody in the family was still there and they didn't want to like show their ass or yeah. whatever the case. <laughs> they can't. <laughs> then you just play Love Shack and everything's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was always good. Yeah, then you just play that and just, everything's okay. Too funny. Yeah, number two, really? Am I going to leave this song off a list with end songs? Uh, no, I couldn't do it. No, number two. Ringo. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah.
Uh, dude, I know, right? Yeah. The end, of course, from I the Beatles. A, first, uh, first, and it was so crazy. The first instrument that came into our house, we had a piano, I guess. Yeah. But the first other instrument that came into our house, a uh, drum set. Ah. Because the guys behind me, yeah. our, our neighbors behind me, he had a band and he was like 10 years older than me. Yeah. And uh, the drummer in the band got a new drum set. Said, Would John like the drum set? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> would John like that? I'm five. Hell yeah. What a, what a stupid question. Oh my gosh. Would, I had a drum set. Would and, John's parents like the drum set? It, no. It also coincided with them <laughs> by building a playroom that oh, they could really? seal off. Ah, yeah. there you go. It all worked out now. It's a five-year-old in a room that's soundproofed. <laughs> you know, that could be illegal in some states. I think it probably was yeah, even here I mean, in Duval. Wow. But yeah. Yeah. So wow. how many times, I mean, I was, I had to wait. No, really, I was probably eight. No, seven. Strawberry Alarm Clock had already had their hits. You were so in single digits. I was in single yeah. digits because when uh, the end came out. Right. And I, that was one of the things I would just sit there and play all the time. Of with, course. With the, with the kick drum. Of course. Oh, well, that was very close to my number one. Very close. Yes, yes, but, yes, you know, it was yes, like, yes, I, really, yes, these yes. two I could have juggled because my number one, what a left field group. Not even a group. It's a, more of a duo. Right. And uh, and the guy was a former music critic. Music critic. And here you are. These two guys get together, and it's like, this is their first hit? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I re- definitely remember. It's one of those head-turning songs. Oh, big time. And it, then they followed it up with other great songs. Yeah. But this song, Hello, and is in it, yes. Yes, it is. Right it, in the middle. In western town, the And I remember I was a little off put at first when it starts and the guy's rapping. Sometimes yeah. you get with the right. head. It's like, and what I'm is like, this? No, I don't really need this. But then yeah. that chorus kicks in. I know. You're caught. You're hooked. You're totally hooked. It completely changes your it mind. Did. And you're like, oh, wow, this is good. That was a nice little segue. It really there. was. Wow. Number one in 86. and yep, Spring of 86, I'm guessing. And they're from, yes, and they're from the UK. And it only went to two in the UK. <laughs> Figure that one out. I know. It is crazy. Didn't it forever Elton John not have a number one hit in England? Uh, I think it wasn't long? until Princess Diana died or something. He didn't well, have a number one Well, hit. yeah, that was number one around the world at that point. The wild! The wild again! But still, that wasn't... I just watched Frosty. Sorry. Ah, can't tell. I was the greatest nobody in the world. <laughs> still not my favorite Pet Shop Boys song, but what a huge one. Opportunity is your favorite? No, uh, no. What have I done to deserve this? That's That's it. mine, too. That's mine it. Too. With Dusty. With Dusty. What are your top five, buddy? All right, here we go. Number five. Okay, this one, um, all f- well, one of these we share. Okay. Uh, we have already, we've already heard in a previous... Well, I know which one it is. You don't have to even tell okay. me. But it actually is not R.E.M. No, I know. Okay. I know that. Okay. You're, you don't have R.E.M. in there? No. John. Because it, it didn't cross my mind. John. It didn't cross my mind, even though Fran was in here talking about it. <laughs> On the last episode. Fran's, Fran's in here. I don't know how old Fran is. God bless her. She's wonderful. Yes. Fran's in here talking about Ultravox. Dude. And what REM. Was, what was the last time you talked to somebody that was 72 years old? She's in her 70s? Yes. And she's talking about- She's talking about Midge Ur and, and, and freaking- Oh, uh, uh, yeah. All, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Ultravox. Ultravox. Till the end of the world. I couldn't believe that was coming out of her mouth. I, it cracked me up because I, I know. I'm not, the way we're set up here, I can't really see people. And so I'm hearing <laughs> I'm, this voice- Barely this sees dis, me over dis, here. Disembodied voice going, <laughs> Midge Ur and Ultravox. I was like, did somebody replace Fran? What happened over there? No, that was Fran. That Jersey, was, Jersey, I, Jersey Fran. 
Fran. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. she was wonderful. She was. Absolutely wonderful. Yes. So uh, maybe she would appreciate this. Okay. All right. At number five, this is a band, there's kind of one of those shoegazing bands, Yeah. and they, they never had anything over here in America, but it's always a band that I, when I end up stumbling over to them, yeah. I'll stay for about a half hour. Okay. Uh, blur. Oh, yeah. We made it. Yeah, that very Oasis-y kind of. Very uh, much so. Very Beatle-based. Uh, Beatlesque, and, and, yeah. yeah. And I, every so often when I get in that mood, yep. I go to Blur, and those guys have put out some really cool stuff. Yep, yep. So I, that one popped in my head before wow. R.E.M. did, believe it or not. I can't believe that. This one. I'm still trying to get over that. No, no. I know. This one, um, I've always, I, I, loved, I loved her songs so much. I loved her songs so much, and I didn't know she had written them. Because everybody else had hits with them, yeah. Before um, I, all I knew were the hit versions that other people did. Didn't know there was a, a, um, a common thread, okay. Through uh, Wedding Bell Blues, or Eli's Coming, oh, or um, what were some of the other ones? Man, I, I'm drawing a blank now. But then I found out Laura Nero, yeah, and she was so inf- she so influenced Todd Rundgren, yeah. Todd worshipped her, yeah. And then you listen to that early Todd Rundgren stuff, and you're like, this is Laura Nero music. Laura, these are Laura Nero chords, those minor sevenths and all that stuff, like that Todd just uh, ate up in the early 70s on his, his music. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know, he was infatuated with her. Yeah. And so anyway, huh. uh, I, didn't, I didn't know she wrote this for You all. did not know that. I did not know that. That, yeah. was, that is wild, wild stuff. Wild stuff that she was uh, some kind of songwriter. <laughs> and uh, 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 anyway... Streisand had a great hit with this, and she did a great job. But when I finally got a hold of the original stuff, and I'm listening to the best of Laura Nero, yeah, I thought, okay, no, I like the original. I like her stuff better than just about anybody. Now I don't believe I want to see She wrote the like, it, it seemed like Broadway kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Stony End. Huh. And wow. Streisand had a hit with that. Uh, she Oh, she also did Sweet Blindness for The Fifth Dimension. Oh, Sweet Jeez. Blindness. So it was very show tune. Yeah. She had that in very piano-based. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, when I finally started digging into the Laura Nero stuff, I'm like, wow, there's a wealth of great stuff there. Stony End by Streisand went, to, went to six. Oh, okay. Sure did. Wow! Yeah, I remember. I remember liking that vert, and not, not even being a Streisand fan, but I remember liking that song. Yeah. And then I started putting it all together, finding out El Nero is on these. I'm like, well, I got to go look up Laura Nero here, and listening to the. I remember going to the library and checking it out. Were you really? It's pre, yes, pre Spotify. Yeah, I went to the library and checked out a Laura Nero album and uh, fell in love. Yeah, she um, cool stuff. She wrote Stone Soul Picnic. Oh yeah, Stone Soul Picnic. She had three with them: Wedding Bell Blues, Yep, Sweet Blindness, Yep. Uh, and then and, a Heidi, and, ha, Heidi Ho for Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Uh, and When I Die. Oh, and When I Die. That's right. Yeah. Um, Eli's Coming, like you Eli's said, coming. Wedding Bell Blues. Yeah. Stony End. Yeah. Uh, her Wedding Bell Blues peaked at 103. Her version of it? Yeah. Yeah. Up, yeah Mar- Marilyn McCoo really sold that. Up one. on the Roof, she did that too. Did the, she uh, really? The Goffin and King song. Yeah. Uh, 92. Yeah. 
<laughs> Laura did not have huge chart success, no, but boy, she was all over own. some songs. Yeah, it's gonna take a miracle. She did that one too. It peaked at a hundred and three. Gonna take a miracle. Yeah, yeah. She had a cool voice. Yeah, and, she did. But wrote some great, great songs that really paved the way for the early seventies pop yeah. music. And died at age forty nine yeah. in nineteen ninety seven. Cancer. Yeah. yeah, that's what I heard. Yep. Sometimes they're not all happy endings, but this from the album, I believe it was. Was it no? What, dang, what was the album? He's standing on the. He's on the cover with a saxophone. Okay. Even though he doesn't play it. Okay. Uh, with also had uh, you don't get what you want till you know what you want. Oh, Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson. Yeah. And here we go. Still everybody wants a happy Man, I love Joe Jackson back then. Yeah. Talk about somebody ahead of his time, too. Yeah. Just he so be creative. Pigeon- he couldn't be pigeonholed in anything. I don't think no. he... No. I think he hated the fact that people would call him whatever he did. If they called him a rock guy, he would go like, eh, I'm not a rock guy. No, he hated that. Listen to Happy Ending. And, and I then think the say, record company, too, hated that. Heck yeah. We need to pigeonhole you, Joe. <laughs> no, we you're not. We need to pigeonhole you so we can sell you. Yeah, no, you're not. And I think he probably kicked at... Uh, he was adamant about not being pigeonholed. Yeah. And start out first album, one of the smartest albums ever, called Look Smart. Yeah. I mean, one of the great power pop albums Love of all time. Love that title track, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gotta look sharp. Good stuff. Uh, that whole album. And then he went straight into, he had to, to uh, it's different for girls on the second album. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that. Yeah. And then he hit big, and then Night and Day that had uh, uh, Stepping Out. That song still, mm-hmm. I can't believe that song is 43 years, or 41 years old. Yeah. I cannot get over that. I know. It. That song timeless. still to me, oh, timeless indeed. I think of my early days of radio, and it's like, what a great intro to talk over right. for like a day. Right. You could get whatever facts out you, you wanted to. You could do the whole NFL schedule. Right. You, you could do a news scores. minute. You could do all that. And the Rangers over. Yeah. <laughs> Six to two. It was almost long enough to go down to Crystal and come back. Almost. <laughs> we used to be able to do that until they found the dead body there. Yeah. Man, that sucked. That sucked. You couldn't go there anymore. No. But still, I'm trying to get, we're getting through this top five of John's and I can't believe REM's not in there. I'm They're still trying to figure that one out. It just, it, it slipped my mind. Wow. And then it probably would have crept in, but then uh, Katie came in and I told her that we're doing the end. And so the first thing that popped in her head was this song. And I was like, oh, I've got to have that in there. Okay. Because it's it's my favorite, whew, one of my favorites, one of my top 10 favorite country songs of this um, century. Okay. I just think it's a quintessential great country song done by one of the biggest artists in country history. Okay. Because he's owned, he's owned the charts for 10 years. Yeah. Or 15 years now. Okay. Luke Bryan. You right. got your hands up. You're rocking in my truck. Kind of started a whole school of country. I'm set on cruise control. I'm slowly losing hope of everything I've got. You're looking so damn hot. And I don't know what road we're on or where we've been from staring. That's just a quintessential great country pop. Was that a number tune. one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was huge. That, that's when he really hit a second wave around 12 or 13. Okay. And really started hitting a wave of just one great song after another. And I thought that was, that's still my favorite Luke Bryan song. I got to look because I'm just very curious if he did, if it ever crossed, if anything of his crossed over. 
And I wonder. I mean, now you know now these now that the uh, BDS picks up. Oh, they pick up everything. Everything. So I'm sure he did. Yeah, he did. Um, his. Uh, and he wouldn't. What year does that thing go to? Uh, the one I've got goes to 15. Oh yeah, well, he really probably. He, I don't want this night to end. Went to 22 on the pop chart. Oh, see, okay. How about that? In 2011, I would have never. Okay, 11, end of 12. 2011 into 12. Yeah, that's what I think of. But his uh, biggest. All right, let's see if you can guess what his biggest success was on the pop chart between 07 and 15. His biggest one. I don't know. It's it's kind of close for three of them. Kick the dust up. Uh, let's see. Kick the dust. Um, mm, da, 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 no. uh, any, uh, calling you baby. No. Mm, I, I wouldn't know why pop radio would play any of it. Um, play it again. Oh, okay. That, yes. Play I it again. I should have guessed that one. I uh, went to 14. Oh in, my God. Went to 14 in 2014. This is my song. Yep. Yeah. I've been waiting for that. And then the closest one to that is one that I actually know. <laughs> That's my kind of night. Went to 15. Boom. Yep, and then crash, uh, uh, crash my party went to eighteen. Yeah, those were his biggest top four. And, and those were and probably, drunk on you. Those were all of those. Yeah, all of those with here uh, with uh, I don't want us night to end. We've been would yeah. have been his biggest probably country hits too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's uh, he get he because of his uh, charisma and because of his fun and concert and he you know just plays up to the crowd and just does his thing. Is he one of those artists to you? See, being that you're in country twenty four seven. Is he one of those artists to you that just seems like he's been, I don't want to say he's copying anybody, but I know he's been ripped off a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he did his own, he did do his own thing. He wrote, he was a writer and had, uh, yeah. he wrote uh, Good Directions for Billy Currington. That was his first hit. But does he sound to you like anybody else? No. His voice is so, uh, I think it's got a very unique voice. Yeah, he does. To the point people think he sounded like he's off key. Because oh, it, really? Because it's kind of, it, it's so unique sounding. Yeah. And, um, uh, and then I heard him do Oh Holy Night to the point where like, wait a minute, this is Luke Bryan trying to sing Oh Holy Night. Are we really going here? <laughs> and then you're listening. You're like, yes, way to yeah. go. We're applauding him. I'm like, way to go, Luke. Yeah. He's one of the guys that's so uh, attractive, good looking dude, uh, great concerts. You know, he gets up there and dances and has fun with the audience. Right. And I think it overshadows uh, what great songs he has. From Leesburg, Georgia. <clears throat> yes, indeed. Yep. On a farm, baby. Yep. All right. And- so is this your number one coming up now? And it's not REM? Yeah. Okay. No REM. I, I, all right. It's REM free. Okay. REM free. Is this the Doors at number one for No, you? not the uh, No. Okay. I never was a big Doors fan. All right. Anyway. Uh, okay. I'll get the guitar solo. This is here. the one we share. Okay. Yeah, this one we share. Yeah, okay. All right, we go in order here. Yeah. Uh, Paul starts the guitar, and then George, and then John, which basically invented a school of rock guitar. Yeah. You heard every riff of this for the next 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> George. John with that distortion. Paul playing it clean. George doing his Eric Clapton there. John didn't want to hit the pedal. <laughs> he kept it distorted. Yeah. Definitely a McCartney line. Yeah. George. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Absolutely. Good top five there, buddy. Thank you. No REM. No REM.
Got, bl- got blur in there. No REM. They def- I, 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 because I, I was trying to think, I, I went too far. I started thinking, who were some of my favorite odd bands yeah. that had end in it? Because I, I thought of Radiohead before REM. Yeah. Because they have um, Where I End and You Begin, it, which is not a big, I'm not a big fan of that song, but I think I like Radiohead. You thought of it. I, Over think, I thought the real the real end by Ricky Lee Jones. Oh wow, yeah. The real oh end? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jeez, I forgot about that one. And then, um, like David Ruffin, my whole world ended. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then a Estonian made it. Mm. Dark into the street. James Carr did a good job of that. Tedeschi Trucks, nice job. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Graham Parsons. See, this is so the I beauty. Went stre- I went stretching, and then I went. Oh crap! Already got already got seven. I this, didn't think I am. This is the beauty. Well, you could have done some honorable mentions. Oh, there, there they are. There they are. Right um, there. This is the beauty of music. I've known this guy forty years. He always surprises me. Always, you do. You've That's always crazy. surprised me with these left field. Oh my God! I never thought of that one. Songs, but then I'm just—I'm still blown away. You don't have REM in there. <laughs> I know. I, I just—I am because I went. My, my brain went to the uh, the crevices first. See, and I guess it's I because I should have gone into turn on the light and looked around before I started going with the flashlight. All I had to do was mention the first time we met, and that would have been—that's <laughs> true. That would have triggered REM for you. And I've been looking for a song with the world end in it with Al Green. <laughs> and I yeah. think Al Green probably has a gospel song with. I'm sure he does. And I'm, I'm sure. To think of it. I think I'm, he does. I'm sure. Well, hang on a second. I'm, uh, let's see. I don't know if he has one. With if ends. there's something in print, let's see. What I need to do. I love this book. Man, I got into a run. While you're looking, I got into a run of midnight specials. Did I send you? You sent me. Yes, I wanted to make a comment about Billy Preston. Yes. What a head of hair that man had. Dude had him a fro. Oh my that god. That was the fro to end but you all know, fros. That show. I'm going to tell you right now that show, the Midnight Special, they're available you, on YouTube. If you don't ever, if you ever get a chance to check them out, you need to because that show from the early to mid '70s was the only damn show on television where the artists actually played. On mm-hmm. all the other shows there were, including American Bandstand yeah, and all the big which ones, they never played Soul Train, all those. Which they they never all lip synced. They right. all lip synced on those shows. There was but the an midnight in special. Yeah. yeah, in Don Kushner's. Don Kushner's rock concert. Yeah. Some of those played. And then that one called In Concert uh, that came on in the early 70s. I do vaguely Poco. remember that. Poco yeah. was on the original show. Yep. Um, but Billy Preston but, but just knocked it out of the park. special, they sounded so yeah, good. Yeah, they were all good. Great Steely Dan. Steely Dan performed live on one of those shows. Did I send you the one with Steely Dan singing Showbiz Kids? I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the host of that one? Was that Billy? That was, might have been was, Billy. Was that the Billy show? Maybe not. They played three songs. Uh, Steely Dan, did, or, or is Steely Dan on that one? I saw a Steely Dan, but I can't remember if it was that they show. they did Reeling in the Years. Yes. And then, and okay, they, then and I they saw... had the two backup singers, the girls? Yes. Okay. I saw that one Go then. Deep. Okay. Because then you get showbiz kids. Okay. And they go ahead and sing, and they don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> they said, go ahead and censor us. It's 1245 it's, at yeah, night. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's... Half the time, I don't know why they called it the Midnight Special. It aired at 1 o'clock. Came on at 1. Because it came because, after Carson, right? Yeah, because there wasn't a song called the 1 o'clock special. Well, there you go. The uh, Anyway, these Midnight Specials are on YouTube, and they're, they just got released. I mean, the ones with Al yeah. Green hosting, yeah. Billy Preston hosting, yeah. uh, Wilson Pickett. Uh, I just found one last night with Wilson Pickett. And these all got released in the last 30 days. Yeah. And so uh, if you thought, well, I've seen all those Midnight Special clips, you haven't. You haven't, no. they just came out with a bunch of them. Yep. And it's the Midnight Special releasing them, which is cool the closest thing al green had to an end song yeah how can you mend a broken heart <laughs> and when the one al host yeah 
That's the one where I was saying, yes. just watch him. He's like, he's t- how yes. can somebody be total control yes. and feel lost at the same time? Oh, my God. He did. Yeah, he did. Totally. I, I can still think yes. of the thing. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. the leaves and the... Yeah, t- he looks like he's lost. He's like, I, I'm just going to go off on my own thing. But no, yeah. he knew exactly when that drum snap was going to happen. He was looking for a guy that looked oh, like or something. I don't know what it was. Ow. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Al Green at the top of his game. Of course. Midnight special. Check of it course. out. Of course. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Beautiful. It is beautiful, beautiful. It's time oh. for Rapid Fire. Oh, hey. Here we go. All right. Who played lead guitar on Ricky Don't Lose That Number? Walter Becker? Nope. Somebody before Walter Becker? Yeah. Yeah. Donald Fagan didn't, did he? Nope. Okay. Who charted in 1978? Was that Baxter? It was Skunk. Was that Skunk? Very good. Who charted in 1978 with a song called Run Home Girl? Run home girl as fast as you can. Oh, had to be a one-hit wonder. Yeah, and that song wasn't even much of a hit. It no, it like wasn't. 70 or something. Oh, jeez. Okay. But, but, but it was all over rock radio. Was it? Yeah, it was all over rock 97 or 95 or something. Okay. All right. Uh, Maneater is not about a girl. What is it about? It's not about a girl? Nope. It's about a cougar or a leopard or a jaguar? Or... No. Okay, I don't no, know. It's a, it, yeah, it's not about it. Uh, the original version of Hello, It's Me. Who did it? Who charted with the original version of Hello, It's Me? So before Todd Rundgren. Yeah, what, what band? Oh, was it his band? Mm-hmm. Oh. But he didn't sing lead. Oh, that's right. Oh, what's the name of that band? Damn it. Damn it. It's not Damn It. I know it's not Damn It. Oh, it you starts with th- like a... You think they sing a lot of songs, but it's <laughs> not. <laughs> it starts with like a Z or something? It ends with a Z. Ends with a Z. Ends with two Zs. Oh, God. Oh, I hate this. Uh, this is this is the best part of, of Rapid yes. Fire is when something gets it stuck. Is. Like it's, it's totally it's, stuck. It's like, it's like that uh, the candy, like when you get chips and it hangs. And you have to tilt the machine to get the candy to oh, fall. Oh, yeah, that's the a, potato chips to that, fall. That's a pisser. That, that's, that's all that pretty is. Pretty much what this is. This is like the audio version of the chips getting hung up in the machine. Oh, oh, I got to look it up. It's driving me nuts. Uh, on it. Naz. Naz. Jesus. Correct. You are correct. Sir. Oh man. Correct. Oh, All right, so so I tell got me for next week. Tell me who did that wonderful run home now or run man, home man called Sad Cafe. Holy shit, Sad Cafe! It popped in my head when remember you you sat down and you go to the restroom and I said I'll come up with some songs <laughs> and that popped in my head, man. Sad Cafe popped in your head. That's exactly. But REM <laughs> never came up in your top five. Well, this is explaining what why REM hell? didn't make it. Oh my god. Okay, uh, yeah, you got Jeff, uh, you got Skunk Baxter. Yeah. Plays the lead. The skunkster. He is amazing. Doobie Brothers, Steely Dan, all that. Man Eater is not about a girl, according to John Oates, and then later, uh, Daryl Hall, it's about New York City. Well, yeah. It will chew you up. It chew you up. It will chew you up. Yeah, Run Home Girl went to 71. (laughs) 71. Good God. Sad calf. Paul Young was in that band. Not our playhouse down, Paul Young. Paul Young. Oh, well, the other guy. Oh, from Mike and the Mechanics. Mike and the Mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Exactly right. Okay. Paul Young from Mike and the Mechanics. Wow. Not, not the every time you go away, Paul Young, with the better hair. <laughs> he did have good hair. Oh, that, that son of a gun had Well, you might hair. as well hit that again. I, I got some questions for oh, you there, bucko. It's time for Rapid Fire. I do. Okay. Who sang the middle? Jimmy Eat World. Very good. The best version of Jingle Bell Rock. Who did it? Bobby Holmes. All right, we disagree on that. No, no, you, okay. you think a dog? You think uh, 
I think, think the man eaters did. I do. I know. Who sang Grow Some Funk of Your Own? Amigo. Sir Elton. Yeah. Billy Joel had three number ones on the Billboard Hot 100. Shoot. Name one of them. Shoot. Still rock and roll. No. <laughs> Damn. I'll go still rock and roll to me. Well, you're right. Okay. Yeah. The Isley Brothers had three top tens on the pop chart. Name two of them. It's your thing. And uh, this soul heart of mine. No, it was It's Your Thing and Who's That Lady? I'll go with all three of them. It's Your Thing and Who's That Lady? Yeah, you're right. All right. The other one was Fight the Power. Oh, Fight the Power. Where's that B? They had to edit out bullshit out of it. That's right. Yeah, it went top ten. Oh. Uh, Billy Joel's other two top tens. Tell her about it. Oh, yes. That was a number one. And we didn't start the fire. Oh, that's right. My favorite. Your favorite? I thought you'd get that. (laughs) I thought you'd get that over... REM or something. I mean, you know. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you a bonus question because I like, uh, I would like Paul Borscher. Okay. If he could weigh in on this Here one. If he could get it's his time brain cells. for okay. rapid fire. If he could get his brain cells going with this All one. All right, this is our friend Paul Borscher. Yeah, down, down in the Treasure Coast. The treasure Coast. With bowling balls in the trunk. Wait, I tell you what, now, you know what he was he did. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it. Okay. Of all the songs on the pop chart that start with the word end in the title, which three songs with end just missed making it to number one? Dang. In other words, they were all stiffers at two. All three. I didn't know there were that many. They start with the word end in the title. They start three with songs. the word end? They yes. start with the word they end? They start with the word end in the title. Yes. Um, I, I know one, and I know that Paul will know that one. Okay. Do I say it? Is that the or one that from 1963? Yes. Okay. What what do you think the other two are? I don't know. Give me a year. Uh, 88. 94. Oh, damn, when you know. That's my, that's my era of not pop music. <laughs> I know. Damn. <laughs> Amanda was born in 88, man. I lost I lost all train of thought. Lost track. Uh, 88 end. Yep. End. end. <laughs> Here, hang on, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to sit on this till later in the episode. Okay, so good. That way the Paul, who better not freaking cheat... No, he won't. Can come up with this. No, he's he's more into the he's more into the headache than he is into getting being it right. <laughs> he's more into the he's headache. He's more into the headache. <laughs> yep. Uh that was that was some research on my part. That was a lot of research. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Starts with a word end. Yep. We could go to the back of the book and see the end. Well. Okay. But But okay. it was some research. Pick the top pick the three that didn't make one. Okay? Smart ass. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Smart ass coming up with sad cafe. Run home, girl. Yeah. As fast as you can. Yeah, as fast as you can. Indeed. Yeah, Indeed. we'll we'll go back to that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Woo! It's time to check the freak mail. Good to hear from you. Thank you. Yes, T Man and John at gmail.com. Uh Bill. Now this is all right. Well, no, let's let's go to Paul Borscher first. Let's, okay, yeah. Let's Paul, do, Paul got his in like he uh, did, like in I'm a like, nanosecond after the last episode. I mean, it was like so damn fast. I'm like, geez, Paul, is what are you from doing? Last episode or this one? Yeah, yeah I know, right? Good. Man, that boy good. Yeah, man, man, boy good. No doubt about it. Um, 
Congrats for two years of great podcasts, he says. May there, may there be many more. Same to you, Paul. What a guy. I wish Paul would podcast his shows because Monday afternoons, man, I just it's tough for me to be close. It is. But boy. I'd love to listen because, man, he'll throw you on a trip. Dude, he will hemor- make you hemorrhage. WSCQ. He will. He'll make you hemorrhage. He flat out will. <laughs> uh, he says his, his most memorable experience of the year. Can be summarized in two words, and I can relate. Paul, this happened to me, me in 1988. Too. I've had about ten different kidney of this. stones. What a Son. bitch that is! Oh man, man, that's awful. And then he wrote new lyrics for. Oh, he did. Stones if it were set Neil to Diamond. music, yeah, stones would play inside, inside my, my track. track, and I ended up upon my back. <laughs> and for three days, all I could do was groan. Ow! 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 ow, ow. Those stones. <laughs> He has way too much time on his hands. Yes. Oh, down yes. there in the Treasure Coast. Yes. Ow. La, 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 la. Ow, 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 stones. Ow, 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 Yes. I was in the hospital two days with mine. I never made it to the hospital, but I, oh. I, I wish I would have been because the one I passed was the size of a huge sand spur, and I, I made a nurse about pass out. She goes, "You actually, you, you didn't pass that." Uh. I said, "Son, hey, trust me, I passed this." Well, when they're telling you that you know this calcium deposit that looks like coal is going to go through a spaghetti strand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's pain involved. Yes, there is. There's no doubt there's pain involved. Yeah, and, and I know nurses who have had children and kidney stones, and they'd say, I'd rather have a yeah. rather naturally push oh, a, a child out. And I'm like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I, I understand. So Paul came up with three end songs, uh, Sticks Don't Let It End, and Don Henley's End of the Innocence are runners up. Very nice, and yeah. uh, neither of them, uh, and I like the Henley song, all right. Yeah, but uh, I played it way too much at It didn't AC. crack my, uh, didn't crack no. my head. No, neither did R.E.M. Um, but this one. This one. Oh, I this, wish I would have thought of this, this one. This is the one Paul came up with as his number one end song. Yes. and, and uh, It's by the Sundays. Oh. Did this thing track? Or was it just a video hit? Or? I think it was just a video hit, but I will I've been singing that little hook. Have you? It's that little souvenir of a terrible year. Yeah. Ever since he sent this. No, it did not crack the the 100. That was just the video because she's a cute yeah. little darling cute cutie to look at. That was probably one of those Matt Pinfield uh, videos. Right. Might have been on 120 Minutes yeah. and then they started playing it more because right. it got response. Right. But that was a band called The Sundays. Yep. And they uh, they had that. I mean, they had the jangle. Yeah. And uh, I liked everything about them, especially that song. Yep. yep. Great. Thank you, Paul. Nice. All of a sudden, I'm Jim Rome. Great. Great. Those stones. I I won't hear that song the same damn way ever again. I hope I never hear it. I hope I never hear the Neil Diamond version again either. I just, you know, at this point. (laughs) I know. That makes it really tough. What does he do? Ow, ow. Ow, stones. Oh, I concur. How many drinks with cran in it can you drink when you're trying to go through that? How many of those cran drinks? They had every damn flavor in the hospital. Every one. Grape and lime. Yeah. And cran pomegranate. Or yeah, I had, I had that too. Cran apple, cran grape, it's cran cherry, for- cran, yeah, all that. I'm fighting the gout now too, and it's good for gout. Yeah, Same crap. Same, I get, uh, people need to find out more about me. <laughs> Uric acid. That's my, that's my, that's my uh, Achilles heel. Two words for John to wrap up the year. Uric acid. Uric acid. <laughs> 
Oh, Lord. <laughs> uric, uric acid. Yeah. Okay, hang on. Yeah. Name something Dantana dropped in the 60s. <laughs> uric, uric acid. Uric acid. Lord, I was thinking of the show Vegas. That's funny. As soon as you said that, I thought of that, Joe. Isn't that weird? God, we think warped things. Uric, uric acid. Uric acid. Bob Uric. Look him up. He did not invent the acid. He went no. to Florida State, though. He did. Yeah. Go Knowles. Uh, Bill Galbraith. Billy G. BG. Now, I'm going to tell you something really, 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 really bizarre after I read the best thing that happened to him this year. Okay. His 25th wedding anniversary with his dear wife, Tabitha. Yep. I always salute long marriages. Absolutely. That's incredible. I know. Now, Bill emailed right after Paul did. Right after. It wasn't long after Paul's immediate response with stones. Stones. But Bill's song is the same as Paul's. How weird is that? A song that was really a... A left field. field And for two emails back-to-back to to come out like that. It must have hit us in our 28 to 35-year-old brain when we saw that video. Yeah. And really just fell in love with the jingle. Yep. Or whatever it was. That's crazy. It was 1990 that came out. Oh, 90. Okay. 1990. That was 29. So, yeah. Yeah. I just, I couldn't believe, I was sitting there reading, and I went, wait a minute, I got to go back to Paul's email. <laughs> did I accidentally clip down to did, Paul's? Yeah, did I Did I do something here? What did I do? Crazy. No, that's what how it came in. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Bill. Uh, DJ Chris, who has been on our show before as well, is yes, the indeed. audience of one. Mm-hmm. His favorite thing that happened this past year was DJing his client's 30th birthday party in St. Augustine at the Speakeasy at Oddbirds in the oldest city. Very good. He, he loves that venue, he says. And his favorite song with end in it. I, I'm, I would have guessed this for uh, for our buddy Chris. This is the end. Yeah. Yep. My if he could put a dance beat underneath it, he would. <laughs> or a human beatbox or something. Yeah. Uh, that, that, would, that would completely ruin it. <laughs> Chris, get started. Uh, yeah. We expect Mix one it at March. about 122 BPM, will you? And then yeah. mix it. With push it. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> and then this go the, it. Tone low. Push it. This is the end. No, I don't want to hear that. No, okay. stop it. Okay. Navy Rob, we haven't heard from Navy Rob since one of the early, early. episodes. Thank you, Navy Rob. Good to hear from you. Yeah, again. absolutely. From Maryland. Yes. He uh, is in Lexington Park, and he wanted to say greetings from there. His best moment this last year: uh, his retirement from the Navy after 30 years wow. of active and reserve service. Thank you. Sir, yeah, thank you for your service. Indeed, uh, he and he also loves vet ticks. <laughs> vet ticks is where he gets all of his cheap concert tickets, oh, hockey tickets, baseball uh, tickets. He gets a ton of stuff. He's always at an event in Maryland. I was thinking of those leeches that you would maybe if you were at a veterinarian. Now, no, now no, see, vet ticks. you're thinking T I C K S. He has T I X. I get it. There's a big difference. Uh, yes, there is. One will make you itch at first. <laughs> You're going to need an ocean. That's right. A Calaman lotion. Lord. But he uh, he does have a song with end in the title that we haven't heard yet. No. And yes. Here and here it is. It doesn't even matter. Logan Park. And he always wants to, right now, he wants to put his name on the list. When he's back in town, he wants to be on the audience of one. You got it, bud. So uh, we'll think about it, Navy Rob. We'll think about that. <laughs> we'll have, 
<laughs> we'll have a committee with your vet ticks. We'll get a committee together. Uh, you, you can't come s- in here. You can't come in here with ticks. No, no John, fleas are okay. John won't no let ticks. you. No. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Michigan Mel. Hey, Michigan Mel. Yeah, I'm so glad she wrote in. I am always because Michigan Mel, her best life moment of 2023 was the earlier visit I spoke of to Michigan. Very nice. When we went up there, we all had a wonderful time, and they were such party planners. They put together a big old anniversary party for us because it just so happened the weekend we were there, it was our anniversary. Isn't that wonderful? And they put together a whole big old shebang in their backyard. People who are thoughtful and do things like that. That was so cool. I just love them. I know. And, um, and so how was the barbecue? How was Michigan barbecue? That's my main question of this whole email where she said uh, barbecue with all of our friends. I'm like, okay, Michigan barbecue. Tell me about it. It was all right. It was. It was all right. Is it something that pe- they're just used to and love it up there and we're used to our stuff down here and we love it? Yeah. Okay. There's a difference. All When it comes to barbecue, mm-hmm. I don't care where you go outside of Florida, it's different. Mm. It's some is ketchup based, some is mustard based, Certainly some is like more Carolina. vinegar. Right. Uh, I mean, it's I just, love the uh, I love the ribs in in St. Louis. Oh yeah, they were very good. Oh yeah, thus the name St. Louis ribs, right? <laughs> yes. Hello. I actually had ribs in St. Louis. Yeah. And yeah. Um, okay, I'm just curious about that. Yeah. And the one thing we agree on still is Americans. You know, we got a divided country Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Uh, one thing we do agree on uh, yeah. the reason for the American Revolution. Yeah. Barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. They were st- still steaming meat. And we were like, wow. we, got, we got to do something better than that. I know. We got to break away. We had mostly burgers and dogs, though, from what I remember. Okay, very good. But still, it was the thought that counted. They put all that whole That's thing together, so nice. and it was just so cool. Okay. It really was. I, I think that is just amazing. I and love we it. got to meet everybody in Michigan face-to-face that we've all seen on Facebook. Ah. But now it's like, wow, here they are in the flesh. Now you really know them. Yeah. But you know everything about them. I know. Oh, yeah, that's right. You went to Mount Rainier. I remember that. That was August. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then how did it go? Oh, yeah, I'm sure he had a great time. I saw the pictures. Yep. Yeah, I don't have those. Uh, I don't have conversations like that. <laughs> I actually let them tell me they went to Mount Rainier. Yeah. You did. You went to Mount Rainier. Yeah. That's cool. Tell me about Washington. Yeah, because John's not social on social media. Not at all. No, he's not. But uh, she's got a song. There we go. She thought of it. Unlike you. I'm sure your barbecue's fine. Not dissing Michigan barbecue, just asking about the yeah. How, no. how did it taste compared to yeah, us? Yeah, the good stuff. Yep. Okay. Little Jen. Hey, little Jen. Who was in our bunker last week in or bunker, two weeks ago? The episode, the last with, episode with Fran in the bunker with Fran talking and about mid-year Ultravox. Ultravox. God, still. And she said a big old thank you again for allowing me to be on the last podcast. Oh, it it was, was so much our pleasure. fun. So great to see. It you. absolutely little was. Jen again. She has her top three highlights oh, for the year. Yeah, a little, little missed extension here. Uh, she's like, all right, I've been the audience of one. She I can put cl- in three, damn it. Yeah, yeah. She's, got, she's using her uh, so, yeah. equity. I know these guys. I can fudge. She's using her I can li- I can push the limit. List equity. Her top three highlights, seeing Bruce and the E Street Band in concert for the first time. That was in February. That'll be a list, yeah. She was at the New Jersey Devils home opener, and she saw them win on home ice for the first time. That was in October. Wow. And then number three was being on our podcast. Oh, yeah. That's kind of sucking up when you start with those. Well, it is because then she had to throw in and having them dedicate the show to the greatest Australian act (laughs) in excess. Only because we couldn't find the minute work songs. It's like, yeah, it's like here's here's a wound. Jen's about to find it and then go right into it. Good job, Jen. Yeah. 
And uh, her favorite end song we just heard we just from heard Navy from Rob, Park, yeah. Lincoln Park in the end. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Very good. So there's two for Lincoln Park. Two for Lincoln Park. All right. And two for the Sundays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Just love that. I Go love that. figure. Yeah, I know it. Cousin Leah. Hey, Cousin Leah. She chimed in and she thought Lil' Jen was awesome. Well, good. We, we all, weren't we, worth we the so too. We weren't worth the damn, but Lil' Jen was awesome. No, <laughs> no she we, said another awesome episode as always. That's why we're always feared of having guests because they always do better than we do. That's <laughs> like, oh, uh, yeah, no, we're kind of crazy busy that week. Yeah. No, no, we better not. Those two guys sometimes seem tired, and the audience of one was not. That you know that that's, that's, that's that, deep down they might be thinking that yeah you know. that's kind of like when when people meet you and they're like oh you're in radio yeah uh, yeah yeah I work at QIK oh you work at WQIK I listen yeah. to them yeah and they go um which one are you I'm uh-huh. John Scott mm-hmm. they yeah. go yeah, never yeah I love Robbie yeah at, at that point that's what they say <laughs> you work do you work with Robbie <laughs> I said I'm the freaking guy who talks 98 percent of the time with Robbie. <laughs> Yeah, then, I just don't then, have nothing to say. And then there's Katie. So it's like, okay, I know Katie. Oh, yeah, I know sure. Katie. And of course there's Robbie. Yeah, and Ka- who's that guy who does all the talking? <laughs> who's that guy who comes up with all the bits? Yeah. See, I've always been in the shadows, though. And, and I I, I've always enjoyed it. Yeah. I've always been the guy who just like sits back and, and watches it happen. Yep. I just We just did a, a, a bad takeoff on a Hallmark movie. Oh, really? It's on Instagram now, actually. Okay. On the WQIK Instagram. Okay. I am nowhere to be found because I, <laughs> I wrote every word of it. So John's off camera. Off, way off camera. Yeah. Actually, I'm behind the camera. And uh, you got Chumley, you got Gene, you've got um, uh, Katie, Tegan. But no John. No, no. <laughs> Froggy. No John. And who else is in there? I think that's about it. No John and no mentions of REM. None. <laughs> but yeah, you can watch that. And so I've always been like the behind the scenes guy. Right. When I worked at uh, when I worked in the afternoons at QIK. Yep. There was a, I remember John Richards coming up and he worked for the competitor at the time. Right. And I saw him at a baseball game and he came up to me, says, Hey, I got to tell you this story. I was, we were doing an OMT back then. That was a, or the AM, OMT, what was it? When they called it? When you're doing the whole thing, when you get the audience. Yeah. Yeah. The audience music yeah. test. Whatever. Yeah. The, uh, the, yeah, the AMT back then. They were yeah. Called. The auditorium test. Yeah. The auditorium test. Yeah. And uh, and so afterwards, they said, "Hey, if you want to talk to us a little bit more about you know your your country yeah. music listening in Jacksonville, then stick around." Sure. He said, "It's about twenty people stuck around, and they were talking, and then somebody they were asking about morning shows, and said, oh, do you listen to uh, you know whoever was on the morning show with us?'" And and I was doing afternoons at the time, and then uh, whoever with Robbie and all the people over at Rooster. And then they were talking about that, and then John goes, "Is there anybody else y'all like? Anybody else in different shifts?" And one lady said, oh, I like John Scott. And pe- all the other ladies are kind of looking around going, who's John Scott? And they looked. They looked. At and I'd been doing afternoons for, oh, half a decade. Yeah. And she goes, he does the afternoons on QIK. And then everybody went, oh, yes, we love him. Yeah. But how did they not know your name? I don't talk about I just don't mention it much. Well, I give but it, still, dude, I, you're on there. How, mel- how long? I'd just as soon let... All the music, make all, I the, know. get all the glory, I and know. it's so funny. And I've always kind of been that way, and it's kind of it shows up in yeah. research that yeah. they go, mm, not too sure. <laughs> well, I was on the ape for fifteen years, right? And it was like, if they didn't remember my name, they sure as hell remembered the All Request Lunch Hour, right? That's what they remembered. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, they're listening, right? And okay. Saturday Night in the Country, that's got a better handle than John Scott. Yep, um, <laughs> that was the same thing. It's got a better handle, and, I'm, and if they'll go. I said, "Did you hear the song? We did you hear the song about the Jaguars? Oh my gosh, that was the greatest!" I said, yeah. "Okay, well that was me." Yeah, 
and that's that's cool. Yep. I'm I really I really am kind of like one of the most ego free DJs I think ever because I, I, I don't well give we a, both are I don't I mean, give a yeah you're in the same yeah. ballpark you're just as soon yeah. but then there ain't nothing cool <laughs> there's not, and the other side of my mouth yeah I say I don't really give a rat's but you do well it's when it happens yeah you get you got to go well that's kind of nice yeah when you're driving you're going through a drive through and then the and then they, you drive around and then the lady goes are you John Scott uh huh. And you go, yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. And yep. the craziest part, yep. I was working at AM 930. They, and somebody recognized And somebody you. recognized me through yep. the drive-thru. You just never know who's listening. No. I mean, especially now with the World Wide Web. Around the whole where? World! The world! Yeah. Hey, Leah, let's get back to that. Uh, Leah, thank you for the yes, sidetrack. Absolutely. It it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her best moment of the year was when she decided to start doing daily devotionals. Oh, amen. I'm all about that. Yep. Man. She said, they really give me peace. That is so awesome. Yeah. It's very that, cool. That's, uh, I totally agree. And her favorite song was on my list mm-hmm. at number whatever it was. I think it was four. Well, it's all right. That's it. Well, it's all right. Even when push comes to show. Traveling Wilburys. Berries. Thanks, Leah. Thank you, Leah. Thanks for that email. Doug. Mr. Is Doug your... I didn't know he was your neighbor. Well, he was. He's not anymore. Oh, okay. Doug left the neighborhood when he found out we lived across the street. (laughs) I'm convinced of that. That was quick... Uh, you know, I, uh, I used Tony to. Tony and Kim. All of a sudden, there's a, it's there's like, a Stein in the it's front like, yard. Yeah, let's get a no, realtor. Hey, no offense. <laughs> yeah, none taken. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Uh, but his wife Maureen used to always wave, and I would wave back. And it's like one of these days somebody's going to make a move here, and we're going to go across the street and actually introduce ourselves. Right. Yeah. It's funny when you do that with neighbors. Yep. But uh, but Doug wrote us a wonderful email and said, I'm grateful for many things. To note which one, the best, it was hard. Okay. One highlight was walking across the street and introducing ourselves to a wonderful neighbor, Kim. Oh, well, see, see who excluded from that? He met Kim. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I caught that. All right. Then we met Tony and all hell broke loose. <laughs> well, there you go. There's the rest <laughs> of the sentence. There's the uh, rejoinder. There you go. Yeah. And then he wrote, we are fortunate to be friends with some great people and count Kim and Tony as some of the best. That's nice. Yes. Warms, we have more warm and fuzzy on we, this one than we've I know, had right? combined in the last first 50 episodes. I know. I like and, this. And now as far as the end, Doug, here's your long distance dedication. This is the end, my only friend, the end. I said long distance dedication just because the Casey moment came to me. It did. They, they only live 10, 15 minutes from us. From Doug and Maureen. What's her That's name? That's right. Doug and Maureen. Doug and Maureen we across the her, street. We call her Mo. Doug and Mo. Not to be confused with Doug Mo, the former NBA coach. <laughs> That's right. Here's your long distance dedication. <laughs> shake, shake, shake your booty. Hey, there you go. I love me some Casey. <laughs> I do. And Doug, thank you, man. Doug and Mo. That's Doug, very. Doug Mo lives across the street. Yeah. And, yeah. and, well, here's the funny part. Doug's last name and Maureen's last name rhymes with Mo. So it's like, okay, we're doing poetry here. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) Yeah, not kidding. I didn't know that. (laughs) Uh, That tickled me, sorry. Yes. Okay. You you are tickled. What is she hearing now? It's Kim's misheard lyrics. Uh What? All right. She heard this song and I'm like, 
How did you know that stiff? First, I love this song. Yes. I'm so happy to have heard. I do, too. To look this song up. I do, too. I love this song, even though it only peaked at 37. Yeah, I mean, that normally means I love it. Of course you do. When a song peaks somewhere yes. that uh, pop program directors yes. miss the boat on, I go, yeah. oh, there's got to be a lot of redeeming qualities about that. There one. is. Okay. But I was so surprised because, you know, she's always trying to come up with, like she came up with an NXS song for the last right. episode. So you thought maybe an N song. And then she did some country. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe she would find an end song. But no, this but no. one in total left field, mid to late 80s, for David and David. Didn't these guys end up working with Cheryl Crow? I believe so. I think they co-wrote like her early hits. I think so. With her. but uh, they, Yeah, because anyway, they couldn't have a hit on their own. But this was, uh, this was big on rock radio. Of course Huge it was. Alternative. So yeah. I say, I say welcome, welcome to the moon town. That's it. Yeah. Title track. Welcome. Welcome to the Boomtown. Boom That's not what she David. heard. Oh, really? That's not what she heard. All right, let's build it let's up again. Let's build it up again. So I say, I say welcome. All right. Welcome to the bullshit. That's what she heard. <laughs> she did not. <laughs> she did. That's what she said. She couldn't make out Boomtown. So she's like, okay, they got to be saying bullshit. I, I don't know. We hears things that nobody else hears. That's what she well, hears. I, I get boom and bull. Yeah. The town and she, I don't but get she just that. Well, she just figured that they had to be it. Yeah. They're saying bull and there's another. Welcome to the yeah. bull. Yeah. I don't know. Kim. I know. Kim. <laughs> Gotta love we it. We love you. Gotta love it. We Gotta love, love it. We love you, Kim. That's right. Hey, you know, we're about to start a new year, of course. Everybody knows that. 2024. Happy New Year. We hope... Everything next year works out for you, your resolutions or whatever you might be looking at doing. Mm -hmm. So we want it to be, of course, a happy new year. Now, I don't want you to have to think about this. This is something that should automatically hit you. Then you email tmanandjohn at gmail.com your top three songs that make you happy, period. There should be three songs in your head, maybe more, but I'll make it three. Why not? I got one songs all- that make you happy. Now it can have already. happy in the title. I got one already. There it is. Okay. There it is. See, Just a little behind. But no, there should be songs Hell, immediately that you songs think that of. Make you happy without thinking of it. They yep. just hit. They, you know them when you hear them. You're happy. I'm writing mine down right you now. You listen. You don't punch out. You don't do anything but enjoy those songs. T-Man and John at gmail.com, your top three, and that's how we're going to start the new year. We're going to start good. off, damn it, happy. <laughs> <laughs> I want you happy, damn it. We're going to make it happen. That's right. Oh, man. I can't. 51 episodes doesn't seem right. Nah, man. It seems like maybe 21 or something maybe like so. that. I know. You know? It's been, a, it's been a blast and still will be a blast in 24. I'm looking to the. I'm looking forward to Me it. Me too. I'm looking forward to the happy songs. Because songs that make you happy. It, yeah. Songs that make you happy. Period. And Simple. And it can it can say happy because the song that says happy, you can't you can't say the word happy without that smile. Yeah, I know. You know. I know. But it doesn't have to be. No. Just songs that make you happy. Songs that make you happy. Your top three. T-Man and John at gmail.com. I'm ready. Email it. John's ready. Yeah. He's we ought to, well, you know, we'll probably do more than three. And I won't use "Shiny Happy People" by R.E.M. because ah, that see? doesn't make me happy. I think that song's kind of annoying. A lot of people thought it was annoying, and I love including R.E.M. including Michael Stipe. Yeah. He thought it was the worst piece of <laughs> shit ever. 
He's like, this is going to be my slam to radio stations and record reps, and the damn thing was a hit. Right, because you wouldn't play Driver 8. Right. You know, you wouldn't play something great from no. that album. Uh-uh. Well, good. Watch this. I'm going to yeah. Watch this. I'm going to make something sarcastic and annoying. And here we go. But and, and then throw Kate in there from yes. the B-52s, Kate Pearson. Because because the B-52s were they were they were happy. They were happy. Maybe but clinically people, or medically induced, but they yeah, were happy. Yes. Yeah. You know, they had a. They were a little polarizing for a while. Too. Yeah, they were. So right around he, that time. He brought Kate Pearson. <laughs> Come on, sing this cheesy shit with me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, remember, uh, I, I remember he wanted to go on Saturday Night Live and sing Nervous Cranky People. Yes. Nervous Cranky People. Oh. And that video is so cheesy. It's so cheesy. Oh yes. Oh. Yeah, they went they went for the they went all out on that one. They went All right, so you don't have to, you, if you want shiny happy people in there, you're more than welcome to have it. It's your list. What makes you happy? It might make John cringe, but go ahead. No, it's all good. Heaven knows it won't be the first time I've cringed playing one of your songs. Well, you got that right. <laughs> but, but but you know, this is your list, and That's I open right. it up. That's it. I am not here to judge. Well, actually, probably I am, but <laughs> hey. Uh, la, 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 uh, la, la, la. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy yeah. baselines, too, to one happy and all, baselines. including Patrice Rush. May your baselines be smooth. May they all sound this good. 24. Every one of them. Mm-hmm.